Good morning, and welcome to Lutheran Grandma, live from Camp David. I'm Luther. And I'm Grandma. And we thank you so much for listening to us this morning. Uh, right now, we have coffee in our cups. I have decaf, and Grandma, what do you have? I have decaf with cream. Mm. Are you black? Yep, I am mm-hmm. black as it comes. Mm-hmm. So how are you today? I'm pretty good. Had a good sleep. Mm-hmm. Very, very warm room, though. <laughs> yeah. I forgot with fall coming and the heat goes on that I had heat in the floor and I had heat coming up the registers. It got too hot. <laughs> Not hot enough to get out of bed and change anything, right. but just I just laid there and thought how hot it was. <laughs> And you thought it was so warm. Uh, what did you say? Oh, I didn't say that for public. <laughs> no, not for the public. <laughs> Family only. You'll have to subscribe to the premium channel for that. Um, but it had to do with the fire of hell, if yes. you want to know. <laughs> yes. Well, you, you can take that out, yeah, can't you? I, I, well, sure, we'll edit that out. Okay, thank uh, you. Well, we'd like to thank our listeners uh, from the Netherlands, from Canada, and from Brazil for listening. That's great. We have no idea how you came to find our podcast, but we're so thankful you're listening. And uh, we also like to thank the listeners for giving us feedback on the last episode, which some thought was a mite too long. So we'll be working to keep our episodes short enough that you can listen to them in one sitting. All right. What is the baked good of the day, Grandma? It's going to be pumpkin pie squares. I have the recipe in front of me. And you know it's going to be good because it has butter mentioned twice. (laughs) And four large eggs. Four large eggs. A lot of dairy products in here. Yes, it's going to be very good. Mm -hmm. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. And then, of course, I made the... the, um, caramel last night for carameled apples and discovered we had no apples. Yes. So Missing one we're gonna big have component. To find apples. But we're going to go down the hill to the Himmelhus and uh, find some apples. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, check back with you on our apple expedition later, maybe. All right. So what is something you're thankful for today, Grandma? I'm thankful for a furnace that works. Mm. It's 31 degrees outside. It is. Um... Yes, and warm, cuddly blankets. I'm thankful mm-hmm. for that. And for waking up in the morning, being able to get my own coffee and get myself dressed, not drink out of a straw. Right. I'm good. <laughs> Unless you wanted to. Unless I wanted to, yes. Well, I am thankful for today, a quiet morning. And uh, an opportunity this week to interview Mike Spofford of the Green Bay Packers, which was a really cool experience. I got to go to Lambeau Field and ask him all about his work. And he was a fellow Laurentian, and uh, he was an English major as well. So it was nice to see that at least one English major got employed after graduating. (laughs) (laughs) Very reassuring. (laughs) And speaking of English majors, what are you reading today, Grandma? I I just finished a book, and what was it called, Luther? It was a really good book, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm having I trouble you. remembering the title. What was it about? Because I have four of them going. Right. Oh, I'm starting the one about um, the two pilots from. Oh sure. One from Europe and one from 
Germany and one from the U.S., mm-hmm. I believe. And it's a long saga, but very, mm-hmm. very worthwhile reading. Why am I doing arm hand <laughs> <laughs> gestures? Now? Just talking to you in this. Um, yes, that's all I can tell you. And every day I'm reading from the Old Testament mm-hmm. about all those kings who some were good and some were never good and some reigned two years and some reigned 45 years. And it's a lot to remember and put together. Right. So I need to, as many times as I've read it, I need to read it again to get it established in my head. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Well, what I'm reading, it's been... Uh more post-colonial studies so i am reading we once were warriors which is a story about the maori people in new zealand who uh, were the natives of the land then the uh, the british came in and did what the british typically do which is put some british people there and so now the maori people are losing their culture their way of life and it's uh how they how they respond to this and the issue right now is that the Maori people are cared for in every way by the British government. They're given uh, housing uh, very inexpensively. They're given uh, transportation. All the things that you think would be good for flourishing, yet they don't seem to be. Mm-hmm. And the main issue seems to me, at the very least, is that because they have no feeling of ownership, of what they have it's all given by this benevolent government that they have no pride in what they do so it's an account by the maori of other maori destroying what little they do have mm-hmm. and so it's a really sad story of alcoholism and uh, destruction of a people by a people uh, so that that's what I'm reading through. And it's hard reading. It's, mm. it's not pleasant, but it is it is good. Is Maui in Africa or is it an island in the South Seas? It's uh, in New Zealand, so oh, it's M A O R I. Oh, Maori. Okay. It's okay. kind of hard to get okay. one's mouth around. I don't know that. Yeah, that spot. Uh, it's an island tribe. Okay. Um, Oh, what else? What else? Okay, so now we're taking questions from the Laurentian, which is a student newspaper that I write for. I've written two articles thus far for it. My column is called What in the World? And Mm -hmm. I discuss various issues going on around the world. So my first article was on the Middle East. The second on uh, why disagreeing with people is a good thing and how to do it respectfully so that even if you leave one another still disagreeing the other party respects you for taking the time to listen to their position uh but what we're going to is the questions on the back of the laurentian so grandma how would you define success i think that changes with me over time what i would Mm -hmm. have described as success 30 40 years ago is different from what i would do today Age has something to do with its circumstances. But today I will answer it this way. To me, success today would mean someone who is obscure, not known by the world in general, but is taking care of perhaps an invalid child Mm. or a 
a parent or someone in doing it with a good attitude. Right. Um, just, just doing it, getting up, being there, doing it to the best of him or her ability, and um, going to bed feeling good, thankful that they could do that. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of other successes, but that's the one I'm feeling today. Well, that, that is a great success. And it's wonderful that there are those people out there uh, doing so out of the limelight. For me, success, success is having a goal and fulfilling that goal repeatedly. And some, some of these in here in the Laurentian, uh, living your best life through what you love to do, being happy and making others happy. One guy says success is essentially an accumulation of a bunch of failures, to which it's kind of true, but you need a direction for yeah. those failures to go. Uh, so I think success is seeing that singular goal, pursuing it to the best of one's ability, and then making another one once you get there. Someone said that never waste your failures, right. never waste your sorrows, because you can always do something positive. Mm -hmm. with them and if you have a failure but you never learn from it and put it to use it's just wasted right yeah all right uh and then our next question is who do you look up to grandma besides you oh <laughs> only because i'm taller <laughs> yes right <laughs> yes who do i look up to do they have to be living now no oh so you know winston churchill yeah i've never read his book i know it's really fat it would be heavy to hang on to. It's built kind of like him. <laughs> yes, right. Um, but I'd like, I'd like to know more about him because what I do know, I'm, I have great respect for him. Mm -hmm. He was the right man at the right time, and he no doubt had failures. Yep. All of us do. But I just want to know more about what made him tick. Mm -hmm. So that would be my answer today. Tomorrow might be somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, he is a great one to look up to. Yes. Uh, for myself, I would say my dad would have to be oh. who I look up to uh, for many reasons, but particularly because he went and did a job. He was a sheriff's deputy, and he went and did a job that was very difficult and hard on an individual's body and soul. And he did that for so long, and we n never really saw just how impactful that was. And there's a lot of police officers who can't separate home from work, and so they take a lot of the pain of the job home with them. But uh, I don't know how my dad did it, but he did it. And for that, I'm very grateful, because that was a lot of sacrifice on his part. So that selflessness, I think, is... Uh, something I really admire in him and something I try to emulate uh, sometimes well sometimes not but I try <laughs> okay and I think other people respect uh, his thought his thinking mm -hmm. he's a very practical man in many ways so they will get Brad's opinion they yes. might not follow it but <laughs> um, they want to hear what he has to say we just discussed him this morning mm -hmm. about we, how we didn't want to clutter up the barn. Yes. And we were, well, we're going to put up a flag with 
with this picture uh, on it. And the dog's face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he was going to change all the locks. (laughs) Keep us out of there from putting any more junk in there. Yes, it's so orderly. It's just so orderly. I just feel like I need to take my shoes off when I go in the workshop. Uh, One of my favorite stories about Dad is when other parents would come to him and say, my kid, they are just acting up. I cannot stand my kid. How do I fix this kid? And my dad will say, well, you came to me. You are asking me what I would do. And I'm going to tell you something that you probably aren't going to do. But you, the only thing you need to give them is food and a place to sleep. And that's it. So the video games, the phone, just keep taking things out of their room until they figure out, hey, maybe it's not in my best self-interest to keep acting like an utter buffoon. So I'm sure he's got a few wide eyes throughout the years, and I don't know how many people listen, but uh, it worked for me. I have a grandson now. Well, he may have earned more back, but he was down to not even a bed the whole room was bare. Here I go, gesturing again. The room was bare, and he had to earn it back with respect and obedience and so forth. And it, and then sometimes it just disappears again. <laughs> but it seems to be effective. You have mm-hmm. to find out what the child's priorities are, mm-hmm. what, what a loss is to them. Maybe they don't care if they don't have a bed. But there is something that is a value to them. If it's taken away, they're going to work hard to get it back. Yeah, that's the reason my parents let me buy my first uh, video game console is because they didn't have much else to take away from me, <laughs> and I really liked my PlayStation Two. That was wise. <laughs> yeah, so that that I probably spent more time thinking about playing it because I wasn't allowed to play it due to detentions mm-hmm. than actually playing it, but uh, it seemed to work in the end. So yeah, good parenting. Cheers mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. So now we have uh, our moment of grandma's wisdom, and I'm going to ask you a question that came in from a listener, and I want your honest opinion. So at this point in the semester, there's a lot of kids who are struggling, or they're about halfway through the term, and it's looking a little grim, and they're getting down, they're stressed out. And what would you say to the kid who's struggling with their lessons or just feels like they can't do it are we talking about a freshman a freshman or a sophomore usually a younger student i think it's way too early to think about giving up Mm -hmm. and a very wise woman said when you don't know what to do just do the next thing there's always one more thing you can do and do that and keep on doing the next thing Mm -hmm. plod if you want to say that prod um but don't give up too soon. Just hang in there. Uh, I, how did you originally pose the question? Well, it's exactly, you answered the question. Okay. What do we tell these these kids who, maybe it's their first year away from home. Yes, yes. Everything just seems much bigger and scarier than it may be in actuality, but in their mind, it's a huge chasm which to cross. I remember when our youngest went away to school for the first year and he called one night about 11 o'clock and he was real he sounded desperate Mm -hmm. and he was five or six hours away and finally I said you know 
you can get in the car. This was a Friday night. Mm-hmm. You can get in the car and come home for the weekend. Yeah. I'll buy I'll buy the gas. And I could hear it in his voice, really? I could do that? So he did. He got home three or four in the morning, and that was a turning point for him. Mm-hmm. When he knew he could come home, he didn't have to come home. Okay. And it made the, made the year easier right. for him. But every child is so different. Mm-hmm. If they've been away from home a lot before. There's a lot to take in if they've been sheltered and haven't gotten out much. Right. Yes. And what worked for me, I wasn't in school, but I was in the Navy, and just calling home usually does the trick Mm because you get just enough of a taste of home where you're, oh, yeah, I can breathe. There's people who like me in the world. Yes. Not everything is as grim and grave as I thought it was even a few moments ago. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, give someone you love a call and the day might look a lot rosier than when you started it. Even if it's late at night. Mm-hmm. There's some great conversations that happen late at night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anything else for the people? What's our plan for today? We have to bring gnomes in from the garden. Yes, we do. And we have to maybe cover some furniture. I guess we haven't decided for sure what... We have to be careful about what we put in the in the workshop. Mm, right. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is no snow on the ground and it will warm up. So we have a little time. Mm-hmm. Before the snows come <laughs> <laughs> and we don't see the grass for six months. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to make these bars. I am mm-hmm. going to use some of the butter that I hoard. Mm-hmm. Like your sister and I, yes. we get very panicky when we get down to eight pounds of butter in the freezer. And I think I might be low, that, be below that. Oh, the threshold. Yeah. Well, we don't want to dwell on that too much. No, no. So Hands start shaking. <laughs> As they do. <laughs> yes. Well, Aside from that, I except I saw a fly go by just now. We've yeah, had this maybe. struggle with three or four flies. Oh, and we watched Legally Blonde last night, which is a really funny movie. (laughs) I was appalled that my grandson was hearing these words that I was hearing, because when I had seen it several times, all of that was cleaned out. And my, wow, Luther's watching this. But um, it is a good story. Mm -hmm. It's, It's just funny. Yeah. Next time I'm going to review it before you see it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes. I have very sensitive ears. <laughs> the guys in the Navy would never think of using oh, such language. I'm sure they wouldn't know. But <laughs> up here in the woods everything seems oh, more mm-hmm. drastic, doesn't right. it? So it just plain. seems so unnecessary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well then, until next time, we thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have any other questions you'd like us to answer, life advice, or you're coming up on a major life decision that you'd like us to weigh in on, <laughs> I don't know if we're the first people you'd like to ask, but you can ask <laughs> us anyway. Uh, we thank you very much for your time. I'm Luther. I'm Grandma. We wish you a happy weekend. Amen to that.